Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. And And you're you're about about to get get jumped. jumped. Welcome to episode 117 of Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a weekly podcast where we watch the anime so you don't have to. But you should still totally watch the anime. This week on Get Jumped, we're watching Hunter x Hunter episodes 117 through 121, where Chitu should have looked behind him, getting angry turns you into a centaur, and when you tell us that you can't stand up anymore, the narrator will then immediately also tell us that you can't stand up anymore. Look. I'm going to tell you something about this narrator, Blake. He knows when you are sleeping, and he knows when you're awake. He knows when you've been bad, he knows when you've been good. So you better be good for goodness sake. What I'm saying is that he's Santa. Let's jump in. (laughs) Um, yeah, I'm not, I don't, we went on a pretty hard, uh, you know, two-pronged essay against the narrator in the Chimera Ants arc last time. So I don't want to get into it, but I did notice a thing in the last episode that I'm going to bring up, which is what I was referencing at the beginning there. Anyway. Uh, Anyways. I don't really have any pre-show news. Uh, I guess the only real anime-specific thing I've been doing this week was I watched a couple more episodes of Toriko which I uh, have been watching because it was one of the series that appeared in the American version of Shonen Jump when they used to do a print version and I would get the print version. And uh, I think they just like printed the first chapter. It's really a kind of interesting premise. (laughs) Like the world is full of people that are obsessed with going out and obtaining rare ingredients to make food. And the world is just full of like insane fantasy food items and giant monsters that people will go out and hunt so they can eat them, but are also like massive crocodiles or multi-armed gorillas or something like that that will definitely try and kill you. And uh, Toriko is like an 80s shonen hero style super muscled guy that can like punch things very hard and has superhuman endurance. And uh, it seems like maybe it will tend toward a battle manga. Uh, I always always look... (laughs) for the bleach effect in things where like bleach starts out as a pretty cool monsters are attacking and we're going to fight them with swords manga, but it fairly swiftly transitions into just a straight up. We're going to fight each other manga and we're going to fight each other. Manga is what I like the most. So that's kind of why I'm watching Toriko to see if they have like interesting powers and character designs and stuff like that. And uh, I'm a pretty significant ways in and they are starting to fight each other, but I can't tell how much the series is going to bend to that direction. And it is super, super just all right. The animation is <laughs> all right. Yeah, the animation is fine. Uh, it's it's a pretty decent quality. It looks like pretty baseline quality for the time period that was made and that that time period was fairly recently. Um, and I know it ran for a couple of years. It's got over a hundred episodes and, uh, it's fun enough. The stakes are pretty hard to buy into sometimes because they are fighting over who's going to get this ingredient. And, uh, that doesn't seem very important, (laughs) but it's the most important thing in the world to them. And it is presented without irony. So, uh, they take it very, very seriously. Um, yeah. but you know, that's what I've watched this week. Yeah. I've, uh, I've been horrible about watching the anime that I was going to watch for the Idiot. Week for all of the different days. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. It's been 
it's been a rough work week, um, so I'm just trying to make it through. Um, I will say that I have a recommendation for anybody who thinks that they hate CGI anime and have That's decided you. that they don't ever want to watch it. Yes, it is me. Uh, <laughs> what was suggested to me to watch, though, was the show called uh, Haseki no Kunai. Um, and I will say from the first episode, number one, I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> Number two, it is beautifully animated. Like, uh, the CGI quality... Okay, so let me tell you, uh, like, a quick, quick premise of it. So it's a whole bunch of girls living in a world that's basically a big island. And their master is this weird monk guy. And all of a sudden, they also get attacked by a hole opening up inside of the sky. And a whole bunch of people that are dressed like weird uh statue angel people come out and they try to attack them with arrows and then you realize that the people that are fighting against them are all made of like a semi-precious stone yeah it's it's very confusing but i will say it is well done and interesting and it's one of those things where you're just like i don't know what it is but i'm gonna keep watching it this is like an anime <laughs> steven universe it it just it's no it's it's very different from that but it is it is definitely one of those things where it's just like you've intrigued me go on (laughs) (laughs) um i will say that um i also have an it admits to uh saying that i never like slice of life anime yeah i was gonna um, ask because i was I was also suggested to watch uh, a show called Kids on the Slope, and I was like, as soon as I heard it, I was just like, this is going to be about skiing, and then it wasn't. (laughs) It was about snowboarding. No, it's not. Snowboarding. Um, (laughs) It's not about snowboarding either. Um, It's about a school that is on a slope, and this kid going to school, and he is uh, a transplant, and he is super unhappy, and kind of falls into an interesting crowd. Um, Wait, so it's it's on a slope, like. Like it's on the top a, of a hill. There's a hill. It's on the top of a hill. Yeah, it's a but hill. not okay. Because my and this is maybe this is dumb. Maybe this is my oh, it's like a dog phone moment. But uh, you said like he goes to a. If you don't get that, watch our damn show. What? <laughs> I said if they don't get that, they should watch our damn show. Watch <laughs> Tenants, you assholes. Uh, he, but like, oh, yeah, it's the, like a dog um, phone. <laughs> the you you were like he goes to a school that's on a slope and i was like the school is like slanted like everything is diagonal Mm -hmm. there's there's also like a there's randomly inside of the first episode there is a super realistic uh like high school fight where like everybody isn't a master fighter (laughs) when they're fighting against each other Uh like one guy goes into a fight and he takes a swing and he like he hits one guy and he knocks him but then he turns around and get punched in the face and he's like ah (laughs) (laughs) and i'm just like yeah that's real yeah um i'm gonna keep watching i'm probably gonna i'm probably just gonna like do everything inside of a bundle at the end of the week because this week it's been super long yeah you're good at you're good at doing burst things like that too it's like a specialty yeah. of yours. You just like sit down and zone in. <laughs> Anyways, I sit down. Um, and the zone other out thing, and I'm like, ugh, another episode. Ugh. That's why I <laughs> okay. watch like a thousand things at once instead of one thing at once because I get bored immediately, even yeah. if it's great. Yeah, show him a shiny pair of keys, and he will go after those keys until you show him an even shinier pair of keys. Where are the keys? <laughs> <laughs> um. 
I will say also, we have gotten a uh, a anime starter kit from somebody. Um, oh yeah. David, David posted that uh, he tries to give suggestions based on shows, movies, individuals already enjoy. Um, so like, if it's sci-fi, space, Cowboy Bebop, general sci-fi, Steins Gate, um, fantasy, FMA, Brotherhood, um, suspense, Death Note, action, superhero, One Punch Man, uh, action, drama, Vinland Saga. By the way, I still haven't watched Vinland Saga. Like, uh, yeah, I've heard it's good. I, I I also have heard it's very good. It I heard seems like the of kind things. of show that I would like, unless it's just violent enough where it crosses the threshold of things Blake doesn't like. Yeah. Uh, also, you yeah. mentioned David several times last week, and uh, congratulations to David for coming in hot with all the sweet sweet info. And oh uh, yeah, get, man. Get so if you're listening there. and you want to you want to get heard on our show, just I, write to me on Twitter, and I will. Bring I will it up. say. Uh, my biggest complaint with David's list is that it uh, it goes out of its way to care about others, which is just incorrect. <laughs> uh, it is very un-anime fan. Of they him. should like the things that you like and suck it up. <laughs> yeah. That's the end of the list. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what? No, we we like the list. Um, yeah, it sounds I, good. <laughs> I, will, I will say that I have... Uh, I, I'm going to throw it out there that I... I suggest Cowboy Bebop to everybody, um, no matter who they are, because it's my favorite anime. Um, but I really, I really think people need to get on, get on the train, because everybody, if everybody should be should be watching. Um, oh my god, what is wrong with my brain right everybody now? Should, <laughs> should Bebop, or are you, talking, are you talking about something else? Yes, what is wrong with my brain right now? I can't think of I can't big ships in space battling with grappling Outlaw arms. Star. Outlaw Star, God. Everybody yeah, should watch Outlaw Star. I haven't watched it yet, but uh Super Eye Patch Wolf just released a why you should watch Outlaw Star video. Oh my god, it's so good. You'll be saying Pagwas on five for like weeks afterwards. <laughs> and uh, then you'll be like, I'm gonna summon I'm gonna summon weird things to fight with. And um, also, like, shoot bullets that shoot spells. Oh, man. Well, yeah. That's I mean, how else are you going to shoot the spell? Yeah. I would say um, I, I find it interesting. Uh, I think this has kind of come up in a slightly different context on our show before. And I think it's an interesting discussion to have, which is you mentioned in on David's list, superhero anime is One Punch Man. And I would usually say my hero academia um and i'm kind of curious what you think and i'm kind of curious if our listeners have any thoughts on that for me one i like my hero academia more it's just my kind of thing it's very earnest in a way that jives with me and i love one punch man but my hero academia just pushes a lot of my buttons and i really like it but it's also fantastic and i do think that it is a good enough storytelling style that uh, that could fit with somebody who doesn't usually like anime or manga. Exactly. That's that's what I would suggest. It like the the biggest reason I agree that I would suggest One Punch Man over My Hero Academia for people that like superheroes is because when you watch My Hero Academia, if it is your first anime, it is very anime. In comparison to One Punch Man, which is comedy first, anime second, Mm -hmm. and also making fun of anime third. 
and then action forth. <laughs> yeah, well, and you said something on one of our recent episodes, which was that your your wife had watched One Punch Man with you and thought oh, it yeah. was funny, which was really oh, yeah. surprising to me because she's not an anime person. And Except for Sailor Moon. Right. But, uh, but, you know, I mean, One Punch Man, like, to me, when I... When we have watched One Punch Man, we watched it for this show, and I had watched uh, a little bit more than half of it previously on my own. And I was like, this is really funny. I don't think anybody who hadn't seen anime, like who didn't know anime already, would find it interesting at all. And you seem to suggest differently based on your experiences with your wife. And now David's got it on his list as the superhero anime that he suggested people. So I'm I'm just kind of curious to see... Uh, how people feel about that if they agree with that assessment because that's that's not something that i thought but maybe i rounded up its jokes more into anime specifically rather than realizing that they had more universal appeal um but yeah, I'm also, i also uh, i think that my hero academia does have a lot of anime stuff but like definitely less than like full metal alchemist and so i'm kind of curious to hear what people think as far as like my hero academia versus one punch man and the superhero anime question yeah and i i i honestly when i when i read suspense and death note i was just like yeah i guess um my biggest problem with death note though is that it's just it's it has a lot a lot a lot of air inside of it for me like Hmm. the first the first episode gets me right and then um, when you start to watch the show out, if you don't immediately get connected to the two leads of the show, um, and I, I don't, I know that pe- some people haven't seen Death Note before, so like I don't really want to give it away, but like there are two lead characters, there are a protagonist and anta- an antagonist, technically a anti-hero and a, um, a, a hero villain. Um, it's a really interesting twist and play on it. Um, but, uh, if you don't get attached to those people immediately, the show is going to lose steam with you very fast. Um, and I've heard that from a lot of people that have watched Death Note that, you know, they, they try to get into anime because they heard Death Note was really cool. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, just That's be aware some people are going to. Death Note is definitely, you know, anime, most anime is melodrama. And mm-hmm. pretty much every anime is a soap opera. And that used to be a dirty word for me. But until I started listening to Jan Miles explain the X-Men and realized that like a soap opera is just a heightened drama and that's okay. Mm. Uh, and uh, anime is a very heightened. Um, I would say Cowboy Bebop isn't so much. And there are some shows like that. But most anime, even the big ones, are uh, are pretty, pretty high. And... Uh, Death Note is definitely tamer in some ways, but it it's really heightened in ways that are very atypical to Western media, even if it's not necessarily buying into the sort of like cartoonification visual gags that a lot of anime have. Like I, I think about like Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is one of my favorites. It's one of my go-tos for like, hey, if you haven't seen anime, this story is so good that it can really pull you into the anime universe, but mm-hmm. like you watch it and Ed has this whole thing about being called short and he gets really anime and it's real anime humor. And I don't like anime humor and I don't like it when Ed does that almost ever. And I just push through it and it's like, you know, 
ideally having something that people have to push through that is just like very strongly anime isn't what you want in those series. But I would say that I think your assessment on Death Note is correct, where it's like it's it's less of a question of like this is an anime thing that I have to push through and more of like this shows a really specific style that's very atypical. Yeah. And, and if you're not into it, you will not be into it. Yeah. Like, if it's, you're it's really going to turn you off. If you getting real dramatic about grabbing a chip and eating it is not going to do it for you. That show's not going to work. Uh, also it's, it's like, arguable it's like whether you, or not the like, second half of the show will work. <laughs> yeah. It's also, it's like, it's like if you wanted Downton Abbey, but you also wanted it to be about people murdering people with a book. <laughs> That's kind of right. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's the same. That's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Downton Abbey with a murder Anyways, book. What I will say though, is for people who like suspense anime and you like weird stuff, my favorite one to suggest to people just as like a complete out of the box um, kind of like break your head open when you watch it is like telling people to watch Paranoia Agent um, because I love Paranoia Agent and yeah, a lot of people you have just some like, deep love for that it comes up all the time oh my god P- like people that haven't seen it that like weird avant-garde anime you should watch it <laughs> yeah I haven't seen it and I am really split on weird avant-garde anime so I wonder yeah it's one of those things where it's just like do you love fully Cooly, but you wish it was like really intense and not funny watch paranoia agent <laughs> yeah because like for me i appreciate fully Cooly, but i get very frustrated by the meandering nonsensical nature of the narrative and the parts yeah. of fully Cooly that i like are when it's really focused on the story and it's like hitting those big action beats in a way that's very clear and i know what's going on and uh, yeah that's I- not a lot of it <laughs> Yeah, I suggested to somebody recently who was talking about how much they uh, they liked The Matrix. Um, uh, it's just very random. It was it was somebody I worked with, and they were talking about how much they liked The Matrix, and they were like, I wish there was an anime that was like The Matrix. And I was like, have I got some shows for you? And one, the first there one are t- literally anime made for The Matrix. I know. <laughs> and two, there is, a, there is a movie that I really, really suggest to people to watch if they like The Matrix and they want to get into anime because they want to use it as like a stepping stone into it, and that is Paprika, because Paprika is fantastic. It is beautifully animated, and it deals with a lot of like um, the, the, stepping, the stepping stones between like um, what is reality and what is augmented reality. Um, hmm. It's it's a very interested play on it. Um, there's, uh, there's the obvious one too, of like, if you like that, you should definitely watch ghost in the shell, the original movie. Right. Um, yeah. Because although that's, I, I have never enjoyed any of the shows. I, I'm sorry to say that. But, really? I have actually, yeah. I've watched the, I've watched all or most of the first two shows. And yeah. uh, back when they were on adult swim and I was much younger, so who knows? But, uh, you know. I honestly think, I honestly think that I would probably like them now, but the reason I didn't like them was because I was watching them completely out of order, randomly on Saturday oh, yeah. nights. Yeah, um, they are until so, a, a, a story that builds. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm not on board, but I love the movie so much. I watched the movie just like a hundred times, and I'm like, the show has to be good. But every time I would watch a random episode of it, it's just like. Ugh. I'm not committed at all. <laughs> yeah, it, it is probably an acquired taste, but it, I would suspect that if you gave it a second chance, you'd like it. Whatever. Anyways, we have episodes to talk about this week, you guys. I know. 
anyways, um, I actually really loved all of these episodes. Uh, all of so them? Blake can go jump off a cliff. <laughs> I thought that they were better and faster paced than I remembered. Uh, it definitely feels like we were pulling out of the narration hell that we were in last week and the previous week, but uh, certainly not fully. It is still mostly an audiobook with pictures. <laughs> Whatever. Let's jump in. Um, previously on Hunter x Hunter. So Hunter x Hunter is about a world full of people who get a, a hunter's license. Not everybody, but some people decide to become hunters, which is a title given to people who I guess have a, a lust for adventure. I don't know. You can take the hunter exam, which is a very challenging and literally deadly exam. If you survive and pass, you get a hunter's license and you get to be a hunter. And that gives you, you basically become part of the the Hunters Association. It gives you a, a career path that you would not have, which is one of various types of exploration. So you get like archaeological hunters, which are kind of like anime Indiana Jones. And you get gourmet hunters, which is basically Toriko and all that kind of stuff. So um, the main characters of our series are two 12 or so year old kids named Gon and Killua. Gon is the main, main character. He was the one we've been with since the beginning. He's very energetic and optimistic, usually, but not lately. Um, He is kind of the always optimist, um, always going to going to do his best and just kind of stubbornly push through any obstacle type of anime protagonist. Killua is another relatively common anime trope. He's the strong, silent, super deadly type that is kind of cool and uh, very dangerous in a pinch. And uh, Killua grew up in a family of assassins and has had his rough edges softened by being friends with Gon. They have become super besties and traveled around forever but uh, lately, their friendship has gone through some friction, largely because of what's going on in their world right now. So there's this thing called a chimera ant. It is basically a normal ant, except that it has the ability to pass on the traits of the creatures that it eats to the next generation. And uh, it, it lays a lot of eggs like constantly, so the next generation comes pretty fast. So the chimera ants, uh, if they eat, you know, something with wings, the next chimera ants will have wings and stuff like that. So the chimera ants, uh, through some series of eating, became very big, big enough to eat humans. And then they became humanoid animals with ant parts. And they uh, they eat a lot and they're very powerful and they spread quickly. And so this is a sort of existential crisis for the entire human race that they are trying to stop. Um, there is a king of the ants. Uh, his name is Meruem, although he actually does not know that that's his name. Nobody that's alive knows that that's his name, or at least nobody on the Chimera Ant side. But that's the name. Uh, he's really important, but actually not in these episodes, I think, at all, except for maybe one shot. And uh, But however, everything is kind of focused around him and what he's been doing. He took over definitely not North Korea. And he has these three generals called the Royal Guard. Is that right? Did I say that right? They're the Royal Guard. Yeah. So one of them is a cat lady, cat guy, it's not clear, named uh, Neferpitu. Neferpitu came upon Gon and Killua much, much earlier in the Chimera Ants arc, back when things were just getting started, and totally murked their mentor, a guy named Kite. 
Gon and Killua are very upset about this, and Gon in particular has a huge chip on his shoulder and wants to get some revenge on Neferpito for what they have done. Also, Neferpitu has the ability to heal people and uh, control corpses, and Gon thinks that Neferpitu will then thus have the ability to bring Kite back to life and is uh, currently sitting very menacingly next to Neferpito while Neferpito finishes up a healing project in the name of the king and uh, then has agreed to go with Gon to heal Kite in exchange for Gon, not uncharacteristically attacking this helpless person that Neferpitu is working on. Um, meanwhile, the other royal guard members, Shiapoof, a stupid butterfly guy, and Metutuyopi, a big red monster, are fighting the other group of heroes. Uh, there's a guy named Morel who has a giant-ass pipe and can control the smoke that he exhales from it. Um, there is Morel's uh, protege, I guess, a guy named Knuckle, who is a very loud, brash, punchy guy. Um, and he has a super weird ability where when he punches you, you start to accrue some sort of nebulous interest. And after the interest rate goes up every 10 seconds and it, when it hits a certain number that equals your maximum power, it bankrupts you and you can't use your special anime powers anymore. Uh, his He is partnered with a guy named Shoot, who last episode was taken out in battle. He's still alive, but very badly wounded. Uh, and might not make it through these episodes, and Knuckle is pissed about that. They have befriended a chimera ant named Meliaron, who is a chameleon guy. His power is that when he holds his breath, he can activate his ability, which causes him and anybody he's touching to fade from existence, essentially, or fade from notice. Basically, they and anything they do cannot be perceived at all by anybody. However, they can still interact with the world around them, and if, for example, a... Uh, fist were thrown and happened to hit them they would be hit by it so it's not perfect but it's pretty good um they have also allied with this stupid octopus named ikalgo who has the ability Ugh. to control corpses he is currently controlling the corpse of a relatively high-ranking chimera ant and in the past episode has raised the suspicion of a couple of other chimera ants specifically brovura and i did not check to make sure that's the right name so sorry if it's not He's the big lobster guy with machine gun claws. And uh, Bravura doesn't think that uh, the person Ikalgo is possessing is that person because he used a name for a character who has since changed their name. <sighs> and that's everything there. The heroes are trying to invade the palace to get to the king. The king, unknown to most of the heroes, all of the ones in this episode, has already left the palace with one of the other heroes who are not going to talk about this year, this time. And uh, they're <laughs> all locked in fights with each other. Yeah. Okay. This takes us into episode 117, Insult X and X Payback. Um, this episode starts out with a uh, our first official uh, crazy curb stomp from... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this was pretty great. Also, this I... This part of the story. I definitely misremembered Chitu surviving this. <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> forgot that this happened and thought that after all of this was over, Chitu was alive, and that is not correct. Yeah. I like that I like that Zeno so Zeno is walking away from the castle. He's just like, Alright, I'm all done with this. And Chitu tra- tracks him down and he's like, Alright, I'm gonna fight you. I'm gonna show you these cool abilities. I'm gonna use them on you. You're not gonna be able to do anything. And Zeno tries to talk him out of fighting because he's just like, Okay, 
it's not going to end well for you. I don't want to, I don't want to mess around with this. I don't care at all. And then he's just like, he's just like, I don't, uh, you can't possibly stop me. The, the thing that all anime characters say right before they die. Um, <laughs> like, Chichu's like, all right. Um, and, and, uh, and Zeno's just like, well, you better look behind you and pay attention to what's happening. And he's just like, that's the oldest trick in the book. And he like points his ears backwards and he's like, I'm not going to be fooled. And then out of nowhere, um, Akilva's dad just comes flying from the air and slams into him like a bolt of lightning and crushes his head into the ground. <laughs> yeah. So Chitu's story ends here and it's kind of funny because Chitu had this like, you know, he, the Chimera Ants all learned how to use Nen a while ago. Nen is the superpowers of this anime. And uh, Chitu figured it out. He created an ability. And then the ability was predicated on his enemy thinking the way he did. And he was fighting an enemy who did not think that way. And it didn't work. And Chitu is basically like a petulant child or like an, a young I am right and everyone else is wrong kind of teenager. Uh, so he has a lot of energy and he definitely thinks that what he's got is the coolest, best thing ever. So he did this like pocket dimension power and then he developed some sort of crossbow thing that I don't think he ever used. <laughs> and mm-hmm. he literally says that he didn't intend to fight Zeno. He was looking for a rematch with somebody else. But when he went up high to try and find that person, he saw Zeno walking and was like, well, I'll try it out on that guy first. <laughs> And this is the story of Chichu. It's just one mistake after another. (laughs) Turns out you picked the wrong motherfucker. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And Zeno has an interesting line too. Zeno has an ability that basically caused energy meteors to rain down on the palace. One of those energy meteors injured the person that Neferpitu is healing, that Gon is threatening currently. And that person is a, an innocent blind girl that happens to be in the palace. Zeno is having some tall thoughts because he's uh, Zeno, uh, his son Silva, and Silva's son Killua all come from a family of assassins. And they are very used to killing people. And they are very used to only killing the people they are paid to kill and no one else. And Zeno says that tonight might be the first night in his long life that he has killed somebody on accident who was not supposed to be killed and he is not feeling great about that. And uh, that just really ratchets up yeah. his I am over this when Chitu kind of tries to get into his face. All right. Meanwhile, there is a ha- uh, there is a battle that is happening that basically takes up all of the battle slots for these episodes that we're going to watch, um, which is going to be Yupi fighting against uh, a couple of different people. Um, the first one is going to be Knuckle. He is continuing to fight with him. Um, Knuckle has found Shoot, and he's just like, all right, I'm going to take Shoot. And I'm going to run away, but Shoot's just like, damn it, I wanted to die if I was going to get into this fight. And Knuckles just like, all right, then I'm going to go punch him in the face for you. (laughs) I don't don't know how Japanese this is, and I don't want to be insensitive, uh, but this is very anime, which is uh, shonen fighting protagonists place more stock in the honor of battle than in surviving a battle and so uh i think this might stem from like the ideas if not the reality of samurai culture uh but like basically shoot was 
Shoot was beaten very badly by Yopi, and Yopi should have killed Shoot because I guess that's a sign of respect that you finish the job. And by not being killed, that's a diss. And Shoot is upset about mm-hmm. it, even though he's still alive and is definitely able to survive this if they just get him medical attention, which is what they were going to do before Knuckle also realized that this was a slight and that their pride was more important. They also, Knuckle specifically acknowledges that their mission has the stakes of whether or not humanity survives. And (laughs) he's like, but there's something more important right now. And I was just like, no, there is not. You don't get (laughs) to make that call because your friend lost a fight. Fuck you. Also, at some point, Knuckle is like, I didn't even realize we had become friends. I'm like, you didn't even know this guy was your friend before all this happened, and now you're willing to give up everyone? <laughs> this is some anime logic right here. Yeah, so so Knuckle goes to fight against Yubi. Yubi gets so frustrated and angry that he just basically explodes everything. Literally explodes. Through. Yeah, he literally explodes because he can't get through the smoke prison um, that that they're fighting inside. Um, there's, I don't know if it's this episode or the next upcoming episodes, but there's going to be a whole lot of bullshit that's happening with the Calgo. Um, I, I I can't it's... bring myself to break it out of episodes, um, so I'm just I'm just going to tell you about what happens. <laughs> You're going to move into Akago. Akago is actually two episodes ahead of where we are. It's 119, but uh, it really doesn't matter when we cover it. So that's fine. It it matters so little. It's just, it frustrates me. Uh, In my notes, I literally write, why do we care about any of this? Yeah. So here's the story about Akago. So Akago is gone downstairs, more elevators. Have we heard about there's elevators? There's also a schematic of a building that's shown. And it's just like, did you know that it looks like a dragonfly? And I was just like, nobody cares. Why does anybody care? Nobody cares. I, again, I'm not getting into it about the narration, but they, yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's not interesting and it doesn't matter. Stop telling us. Anyways. So, so a guy with crab claws, let's call him, uh, I know he has a name and you wrote down his name, but I'm calling Crablante. Um, That's because fine. <laughs> if you eat enough crab, you become a crab person and his name is Crablante. Yeah. Crablante. Um, anyways, <laughs> um, so uh, Hunter x Hunter's version of Crablante is chasing after Ecalgo. Um, He doesn't know that he's chasing after him, and we only learn that because we get so much narration, and then them thinking back and forth that they can't do it. Um, so uh, Ecalgo is going to go find a whole bunch of women because he's looking for uh, Palm. It's fine. She's an ally um, of the heroes. Yes. Um, so that's what Akalgo is supposed to do. That's what he's doing. Uh, the problem is that we don't care about Palm and we don't care about Akalgo. Also, Anyways. because Palm's mission doesn't make a lot of sense either. Somebody explained it to us, but I just can't. I can't hold the explanation in my head. So the explanation that doesn't make sense is the only one that lives there. And I hate it. Yeah. Anyways. Um, so Akalgo is going to get uh, he is going to. Uh, first try to drive a truck um, that he is going to um, then get uh, shot out of that truck by Crabalante. Um, He is going to go and trap him in a whole bunch of different doors um, by going into this other area. Um, Then he's going to decide that he's going to have to shoot him and he uses his ability to show that he can turn himself into a gun and the, the piece, the tip of his, um, tentacled arm into a bullet. Um, I really liked the part he, where he forms the gun and the bullet. That was very yeah. interesting. 
Cool. Um, Takes anyways, like two seconds. He, he is going to then drive a tank at Kreblante and then he um, to block off an elevator exit. And then he is going to use gas in order to knock him out and try to take him over. Um, if you if you didn't follow along with this, you are fine. That means you're normal. And it means that you just don't care about this character. It, I'm sorry not... to all those people whose favorite character is Ecologo. I'm not one of them. It's not it's not uninteresting the the tete-a-tete battle of wills outsmarting your opponent thing is interesting and this is a relatively decent version of that but i i must return to why do we care about any of this and i don't actually know the answer and let me explain why as quickly as i can palm is is the goal she has come into this palace and we need to rescue her. Her goal in getting into the palace was to then leave the palace. There was some sort of espionage purpose. And again, I can't remember what it was. But basically, the only reason she came here was to escape from here. And then she didn't. Ikalko has been dispatched to go and find her because all the other heroes are doing more important parts of the mission. Ikalko doesn't find her. <laughs> and this fight that he is having is not so much to allow him to continue looking for her as it is to allow him to escape and I guess then continue looking for her. So here's the thing. If he doesn't find Palm, it doesn't matter. Because if Palm is trapped in the palace, they can either complete their mission of beating the Chimera Ants, in which case they could find her afterward, and she will be safe, or they will fail their mission of defeating the Chimera Ants, and she will not be safe whether she's in the palace or not. It doesn't matter. What they're doing doesn't matter. Yeah, it's just... And I implore you to tell me why it does, and I don't think I'm going to agree with you. (laughs) Okay, that takes us into episode 118, AX False X Rage. Um, this one has a lot of the Ecalgo stuff inside of it. Mark that as red. Um, the other stuff that is happening inside of it is a little tete-a-tete, uh, between, um, Knuckle, who is, uh, shown that he is the best runner aware of all time. Um, sure and, uh, he is going to, he's going to run away from Yuppie and then he's going to run towards Yuppie and then he's going to run away from Yuppie. And then Yuppie is going to be like, I am, I can pretend that I have a lot of rage and then, um, pretend to uh to hold that rage until the last moment and then i can change back and trick him and knuckle is thinking the same thing so there is a fantastically animated sequence where knuckle is jumping through the air and he is going to punch yubi in the face because yubi is going to explode but then he realizes like just at the last moment that yubi was tricking him when yubi changes back into form and is going to punch him to death and there is a fantastic moment where knuckle goes it's like time slows down. Is this that thing where time slows down? This is amazing. I've never thought this fast. Wait, isn't this what happens right before you die? <laughs> yeah. I did enjoy that, although I was griping internally about how time had slowed down for several episodes now, so I couldn't enjoy it as much as I wanted. Yeah. One of my favorite moments of it, though, is when the giant fist of Yuppie is coming towards him. All I could think about is when um, when uh, Saitama is punching towards Genos and it just says death. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was it, just like, that's the same thing. Um, it's but true. Instead, the sequence, uh, the animation is very, very good, and it's very stylized in a way that yeah uh, fits with the the tension of the moment. So it works really, really well. Yeah, it's beautifully animated, and it frustrated me that I had to watch all of the other BS around it. Um, so uh, some people are going right to at the last moment, though. Right before he strikes, he is Yuppie is frozen in place because a lightning bolt strikes him. Uh, what's that? Oh, uh, I said that some people are going to stop listening to our show because of how much we're hating on Hunter X Hunter. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Anyways. Lightning um, strikes so, Yuppie uh, at the last moment, and Yuppie is like, how the fuck did I get hit by lightning? I definitely am more than strong and fast enough to notice lightning before it strikes where I'm standing. But that's correct. not true if the person shooting the lightning at you is using uh, Meliaron's power to not be able to be perceived, which is exactly what mm-hmm. Killua was doing. And uh, then Killua shows up, and he's like, I'm pissed off right now, so I'm going to beat you up, and uh, then proceeds to. Also, it, there's another fantastic moment where Knuckles is just like punches him a bunch of times and then he's just like, all right. And he runs off. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, because it's the the lightning strike like stuns and maybe maybe briefly paralyzes Yopi. And uh, that is enough that Knuckle needs to actually land the punch that he uh, was not able to abort because he was jumping in midair to do it. So he punches him like six times. It's pretty satisfying. And then he runs off because he knows that he will definitely die if he doesn't do that. And Killua is like, I'm going to use my new awesome badass power to beat the shit out of you. And I love this power because lightning abilities are some of my favorite ones. I just really like it. Whatever it is, I like it. It's cool. And Killua has that. And he's very, very cool. And the fight lasts for like 30, 45 seconds. And it's so disappointing. (laughs) The fight is amazing. And then it's over so fast. Yeah. Blake is an electric Pokemon gym leader. um, Yeah. You didn't know. I I used to watch, uh, or I remember the first time I watched this many moons ago, uh, way before the podcast. And I was like, not enjoying the Chimera Ants arc for all of the reasons that we've mentioned on this show. And I was just like pushing through it because I am a sunk costs fallacy person. And uh, this part with Killua at the end of the episode uh, of episode 118, Killua shows up and he does his like form change transformation into lightning mode, uh, which is called Godspeed, I believe, which is a pretty solid name. Mm -hmm. And he is so cool and it's lightning abilities so extra points from me and i was just like oh sick the next episode is going to be a baller ass fight between this monster yuppie and killua using his new lightning powers and technically that did happen but it is such a short part of the episode and basically has no consequences <clears throat> so i was just like oh man <laughs> i was so bummed out yeah. and that happened in a smaller way in me today when i watched these episodes all right, so then we get into episode 119, Strong X or X Weak. Um, this episode has the quick fight between Killua and Yupi. Uh, Which is Killua great. Is just like, he, he like pieces out because he uses up all of his power. He also, uh, and he, then, his power allows him, he calls it, God, what does he call it? Like thunder and whirlwind or something like that. And basically he uses his Nen to create an electrical impulse through his body that allows him to 
move at a speed, move and react at a speed that is much higher than normal. So Yuppie's super fast attacks, he's able to dodge with no problem because his lightning ability allows him to perceive it quickly and then ha- allows his the muscles of his body to react to it quickly. And then the whirlwind ability allows him to like react to something before he notices it by, I guess, using mm-hmm. his Nen aura to perceive it faster than his brain can. It's pretty dope. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, a world I want to so... live in. <laughs> the other thing that's happening is that um poof is going to be fighting its morale um oh, said poof. morale realizes realizes that poof has escaped um and he is going to release his ability um then poof is going to turn into a whole bunch of little tiny poofs um and then steal morale's big giant um uh big big giant uh smoking device um and he is gonna fly away with it and everybody's just like oh lame and yeah there's just a, like <laughs> uh the I fight with morel and poof is weird because it's not a fight and poof goes into a cocoon and then it turns out that the cocoon is a ruse because poof is able to like send these microscopic butterfly scales out and reform his body using them so he is using it to escape but then Morel figures out that the cocoon is too vulnerable to attack. And so a person wouldn't make that cocoon if they were trying to do some sort of transformation or ultimate technique in a mm-hmm. fight like this. And so it must be some sort of ruse to allow him to escape. So he releases the smoky jail that's keeping poof there, but not actually keeping poof there. But then later we find out that it was actually, actually keeping poof there because his main body that he needs to escape properly was actually too big to get out through the jail, but the rest of him wasn't. And I uh, just anyways, Morel is left without his episodes will be fine. Morel is left without his pipe. Uh, He has to use the last of his smoke to make a deep purple, um, which is a whole bunch of different copies, little fighty guys. Um, And they are going to start trying to destroy pieces of poof. Poof is going to then break into pieces and then come back together, uh, showing and making people remember that poof is the most obnoxious of all the Royal Guard. I am Mr. Shroot. Okay, Mr. Poop. (laughs) Anyways, that leads into 120, uh, Fakes X and X Real. Um, this, uh, this really has the, the good, um, the good moment, um, where Morel, yeah, so Morel is going to, uh, show up and get into a fight, um, and, uh, he's going to start fighting with, uh, with Yuppie. Um, there's going to be a knuckle and shoot moment. There's going to be like a good back and forth, um, because like shoot is almost dead and knuckle is coming to save him and UP comes back to find them. And there's just, there's, there's a lot of good back and forth. Um, it, it really just ends up though with nothing really happening, but setting up for the next episode. I will say that, uh, knuckle goes to find, so, so, when Morel shows up, he creates a lot of smoke clones that look like Knuckle. And yeah. you think that they're going to do a, like, find the real one fake out. And that's what Yuppie thinks, too. And then it turns out that that find the real one fake out was what they wanted him to think. And the real fake out was that the real Knuckle left. But the real Knuckle left to go find Shoot's body. He finds a blood splatter where Shoot's body was and thinks that Yuppie somehow has moved it, even though the, he's been engaged with Morel this whole time. I guess he doesn't mm. know that, but he 
did know they were engaged. So I don't know. He just decides that Yuppie moved the body at some point somehow and yeah. uh, decides to go back to fight Yuppie some more because he's mad at him. What actually is the case is that there's another character named Nov who is able to make portals into a pocket dimension who grabbed Shoot's body and took him to get the medical attention that Knuckle couldn't be bothered to. Correct. Um, the other thing that is going to happen in this episode is that Poof is going to find P2 gone. Um, and uh, uh, God, I cannot remember her name for the life of Kamugi. Um, and uh, they are uh, uh, P- P2 is just immediately notices that Poof has arrived and is like, do not move. If you make a move, then this kid is going to completely ruin us because the king will kill all of us if this girl dies. And I cannot, I cannot stop working on her. And if I don't finish this in time, you know, it's going to be really bad. Yeah, Gon has given her a time limit and that time limit is not quite enough time to do what she wants. And so she's going to have to patch Kamugi up as best she can. Poof has a really interesting reaction, which is basically, I don't give a shit about Kamugi, and why should I? And Pito is like, well, the king cares about her a lot, and our whole thing is to serve the king. And it made me think, like, one thing that I wish they had done more of, that I, I think they had hints of but never really embraced, is that, like, the three royal guard have a little bit of tension in how the king should be served, And it mostly shows up in the king disagreeing with how they want to serve him. But I think what's more interesting and is kind of there but not really fully realized is that each one of the royal guard also has a different strategy. And Neferpitu's strategy seems to be that what the king wants, I will do everything I can to make it happen. And the the like nominal reason that they are royal guards is to keep the king safe keep summer safe and so they are they're trying to prevent these people from attacking him but for pito pito was there when the king left with the enemy last episode and pito was told by the king not to stop him and not to go with them and to heal komugi and pito's theory of the case has basically evolved to the point where Pito will do what they can to he to make the king's dreams a reality, essentially, or or bring their desires to fruition, rather than necessarily protecting him, because the the goal seems to have shifted from keep him safe to serve him. Whereas I think mm-hmm. Poof is a more we should keep him safe and keep him pure, keep him the king that is the king we were assigned to save. And so Poof is more concerned with the ways that the king is changing and less concerned with the things the king wants. And then I think Yuppie is more just like, I am trying to protect him and I am a monster wall that will protect him as much as possible. Yeah. Um, This leads into our last episode that we are covering this week, which is episode 121, Defeat X and X Dignity. Blake has written a lot of things down inside of the notes. However, I believe that this episode can be summed up in like two things that happen (laughs) all right hit me number number one morel uh and knuckle are going to get into a fight with yuppie watch it (laughs) (laughs) all right that's fair point two (laughs) point two they're going to lose this fight 
and get to a point where they are going to die and Yuppie is, uh, or Yuppie, not not both of them, but Knuckle or Morel is going to die. Morel stands behind and he is like going to die to Yuppie's hand unless um, Knuckle is just, he releases his, um, his uh, ability on him and stops making the interest go up. And if that happens, he will, we think kind of like leave it turns out he really does leave but i kept on thinking like he could release this and then he doesn't really have any moral code so you could just kill them um but instead he turns into a centaur and he's like peace <laughs> well yeah his <laughs> i love the fact that he turns into a centaur i thought it happened way earlier uh also i i wrote down like yopi so Yuppie and Knuckle start trying to make a deal because Knuckle wants to fight him and uh, keep his sensei Morel alive and Yuppie wants to uh, question mark. And uh, Knuckle is like, if you let them go, I'll fight you. And that's the deal. And Yuppie's like, no, take away my interest payments. And I was like, hashtag millennial. <laughs> so, yeah. So this, He this wants really to get a BFA thing. from a theater school. <laughs> You mentioned earlier that uh, that uh, Knuckle is the best at running, and he runs away from and then back toward Yuppie a few times. And in that yes. sequence, essentially, Knuckle is running to try and get Yuppie to follow him so that he can get Yuppie away from where his friends are. And he and does I not succeed. run in. <laughs> he doesn't succeed because he, under, he misinterprets Yuppie's uh, goals. Uh, Knuckles' goal is to fight Yuppie because fighting Yuppie keeps Yuppie occupied, and if he can beat Yuppie, that's even better because it makes their job easier. Yuppie's goal is to protect the king, and he is fighting them because they are near where Yuppie thinks the king is. So when Knuckle tries to run away a few episodes ago, Yuppie doesn't follow him. And Knuckles' like, what? Why isn't he following me? We're fighting and then he realizes that they're not fighting because they're fighting. They're fighting because of the location they're in and he has left it. So he yeah. has to go back. And this is the same thing. He's making a deal for Morel's life. And Yuppie is like, the thing you hit me with earlier is really annoying and I don't really know what it's going to do. And I need you to get rid of it. And that's the deal. And Morel and Meliaron are both like, don't fucking do it. It is the only way we can beat him. He has to go bankrupt because when he goes bankrupt, he can't use his special powers for like a full week and he will be completely at our mercy. And he has so much energy that you hit him at the beginning of all this and he's still not bankrupt, but he, we think he's about to be because he's using his energy a lot now. And mm -hmm. Knuckle releases it basically while they're explaining why he cannot release it and that it's their only hope. And then Yuppie reveals that he once again had intentions that they did not see. And he's like, now that I don't have that on me, I can go do my duty with the king who I have now realized isn't here anymore. And he fucking yeah. leaves. And I yeah. liked that a lot. Yeah, it's very interesting. It gives Yuppie a lot of uh, a lot of depth that he didn't have before. Um, and uh, this episode is going to wrap up with uh, Nav coming to get morale to heal him up. Also, what happened to Nav? <laughs> yeah, Nav's whole thing is that he was supposed to be part of the group of heroes who came into here. Uh, he is not because he has become so overwhelmed by by fear at what the Chimera ants are capable of that his hair has gone white. And when we see him now, his hair has all almost completely fallen out except for the worst ring of little strands of hair around his head. 
and he is shaking so badly that he can barely move. And when he leaves at the end of this episode, because his his power is the one that makes portals and takes people into the pocket dimension. So he is the one that got them into the palace. He's also the one that is now taking them to get the medical attention they need. And he's going to take Morel to go get medical attention. And he's like, hey, uh, Knuckle and Meliaron, if you want to leave, you should come with me now because I don't think I'm going to be able to come back here again. And it's not a question of whether his power will let him. It's a question of whether he could stand it. And he is yeah. basically completely broken by this. Yeah, it's 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 very interesting and it's a cool spin on it. But yeah, I, I do like said, it, even though it's weird and largely auxiliary to what's going on. But it it's sure. it is yeah. a nice touch. Yeah, way to call go it up now. Um, yeah. Also, Ikago um, has a moment of cowardice, and I don't give a shit. He's like yeah. supposed to kill uh, Crablante. And he doesn't. And then he goes and cries about not killing him. And I'm like, okay, whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Anyways, um, stick with us after these credits and we'll talk about what's coming on next time. Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions. With sound editing done by Rashad English of Plain English Productions. He's our level six sound wizard. Level up. Our podcast is ad free and we want to keep it that way. If you want to keep it that way too, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Follow us on Twitter at B and S Get Jumped. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. Or talk to us on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash Get Jumped. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Reviews help other listeners find our show. New episodes come out every Sunday on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Buzzsprout, or wherever you get your podcast from. And hey, Thanks for listening. Next time on Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, we're watching Soul Eater episodes 45 through 47. Yeah, where Ninja is going to fight against Samurai. So we're finally going to see that matchup between Naruto and uh, and and uh, and uh, Samurai Shampoo. Oh, we're gonna well, there you go. Mashup. You could yeah, also have, uh, you know, Naruto versus Samurai Seven or Seven Samurai Eight or whatever that oh, you think. Oh, you is could have Naruto you could have Naruto versus um, uh, um, Afro Samurai. Yeah, yeah. You, you could, could also have Naruto versus that like Samurai Gundam from uh, G Gundam. Can well, we talk about know, how good of a show G Gundam was with the characters from Ninja Scroll and do a throwback? No, 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 no. Oh. We're we're oh. never gonna don't don't introduce that universe into this. Oh.